All right. Hello and welcome back to the Business Shorts Podcast. I'm your host, Chris Saraf, and on this week's episode, I'll be talking about Pakistan's economic crisis. All right. So before we begin, I just want to remind the audience of my new Instagram account. If you want to receive new episode updates, be sure to follow my account. The account name is the Business Shorts Podcast. And with that, let's start. So over the past few months, Pakistan has been having an economic crisis. Similar to how the U.S. had a debt crisis, Pakistan is in a similar situation. As of June 2023, Pakistan's inflation rate is around 38%, which is the highest recorded inflation rate in Pakistan's economic history. To provide some background, Pakistan has seemingly doubling its debt every five years over the course of a 25-year period. What began as a $3.06 trillion debt amount in 1999 soon rose to a debt amount of over $62.5 trillion in 2022. The main issue here was that the debt was increasing by 14% every year, whereas the GDP was only increasing by 3%. Hence, the country essentially had more debt than nationwide holdings. This debt battle only became more fierce when in 2022, current Prime Minister Shahbaz Sharif had a standoff with the previous Prime Minister, Imran Khan. This standoff led to the Khan party being pushed out of Pakistani politics and Minister Sharif taking power. Prime Minister Sharif mainly took power because of accusations against the Khan administration, stating that Khan was involved in economic mismanagement and mishandling the country's foreign policies. These accusations, along with practically no votes, forced Khan to step down as Prime Minister. As he was ousting, Khan started the Hakiki Azadi political movement, which caused much political and civil unrest within the country. This called for early elections and civil supremacy, which created a catalyst to worsening economic conditions. To add on to these conditions in 2019, Imran Khan also tried to make a deal with the IMF, or the International Monetary Fund, and made an agreement on the basis of several terms and conditions. This resulted in a drastic increase in the inflation rate of the country, and the worst part was that Khan was unable to secure that loan. So what does this all lead to? Where is Pakistan headed to now? Is there an economically secure future for the country? In this episode, I want to talk about how this economic crisis is continuing to build itself up and what actions are being taken to revive the financial state of the country. To understand exactly how this economic crisis has been building, it is important to establish a timeline. In May 2022, Pakistan was committed to dealing with the impacts of rising inflation rates, stabilizing foreign reserves, and rebuilding the economy. One of the biggest economic goals of Pakistan was to limit foreign imports of goods. Hence, the import of unnecessary and luxury goods was banned throughout the country. Prime Minister Sharif stated that this would save Pakistan's foreign exchange rates. In late May of 2022, the Pakistani government began to raise fuel prices, which was a condition established in agreement with the IMF. Tea consumption was also devised to remain low, as lower tea imports into the country would mean less goods sold. Tea is one of the biggest imports led by Pakistan, where, for instance, Pakistan imported more than $640 million worth of tea products in 2020. Inflation in the country began to rise again in June 2022, reaching 21.3%, the highest since December 2008. Loans from Chinese banks began to take place, where more than $2.3 billion were lent to the Pakistani government. Natural disasters were another hit to the economy, as $30 billion in losses were reported. Towards the end of the year, the rupee took a hit, deepening the economic crisis, 
and making several industries suffer. In January of 2023, Pakistan lifted its cap over its currency, causing the value of the rupee to decrease another 20%. The government began to raise its fuel prices by 16%, and the central bank raised its interest by more than 100 basis points to battle the country's inflation rates. These inflation rates were some of the highest over the past few decades, and by February 2023, a default is in the question for the country. As China continues to loan money to Pakistan, and the country's consumer price index increases to 31.5%. As economic conditions worsened throughout 2023, the World Bank projected that Pakistan would have more than 4 million people live below the poverty line, and economic growth decreasing to just 0.4%. In June 2023, the Pakistani government unveiled the Economic Revival Plan, which would make investments in the key areas of production such as technology, agriculture, mining, and information technology. Pakistan has continued to reach out to allied countries, asking for loans to help invigorate the economy. This economic crisis is worse than the one experienced by the country after gaining independence from Britain in 1947. Which is a grave financial state for the country, are there any solutions to get the economy back on track? Apart from the various economic revival initiatives as mentioned before, Pakistan is looking to the IMF to get them out of their mess. In the past month, Pakistan has worked with the IMF to secure a $3 billion short-term financial package to help bolster the economy and combat the increasing inflation rates. The capital of Pakistan, Islamabad, has revised its 2023 to 2024 budget and has raised its interest rates to meet IMF demands. The IMF has also gotten Pakistan to raise more than 385 million rupees, or $1.41 billion in new taxation in order to meet the fiscal adjustments. On top of this, Pakistan's power sector is of importance to the IMF as they believe that it can help the economy grow through the rebasing of tariffs to recover costs. On the downside, this would mean raising prices for consumers who are already battling high interest rates. The country has been asked to remove exchange rates even though the rupee continues to depreciate week by week. If the deal can go through with the IMF, this could unlock credit from various other financiers who are looking to have a clean bill from the IMF for helping the ailing $350 billion economy. This would also include raising money to provide for the private markets. On top of this, Shahbaz is looking for re-election, and with a successful deal such as this one, it could boost his government enough to win the general elections taking place this November. It truly is tough to say where Pakistan will be headed financially over the next few months. Though it truly is up to the IMF to carry through with the deal to save the country and restart the economy. So with that, I hope you have enjoyed this episode. If you have any feedback, be sure to reach out to me through Instagram or comment through Apple and Spotify podcasts. So thank you and take care.